Welcome to the Intentional Father Podcast. Where us fathers parent our children, not by accident, but with intent. I'm your host, Aaron Stroman. Episode 5 coming at you right now. This episode is on discipline. You may have listened to an earlier episode on obedience. And obedience and discipline, they, they go hand in hand. Well, kind of. I guess maybe disobedience and discipline go hand in hand. But we're going to be talking about discipline. What, what does discipline look like? How do you do it? Why should we discipline our kids? We're going to cover all of that. This should be some good conversation for you and your wife. But I'm going to be speaking to you, fathers. So let me start off with this. I do have some scripture lined up. There are over 30 verses in Proverbs about consequences, just in general. If you do this, then expect this as a result. Okay, that's a consequence. They can be positive or negative. There's 20 verses specifically, and this is in addition to the consequences, 20 verses specifically about parenting and children receiving correction from their parents. So there's a lot of wisdom when it comes to how we, as fathers, discipline our children. I don't want to use this word discipline and, and everyone just immediately think of spanking, okay? While, and we can get into the whole ethics and, and morality of should you spank or not. I'll speak to that here in a little bit. But discipline is much broader than that. Think of discipline as being disciplined and as a consequence of your decisions. So, and again, that's why it goes hand in hand with obedience. We need to have some consequences for our children when they disobey. I didn't get into that in great depth in the earlier podcast, but we're going to get into it here. So think of discipline as bigger. So I'm not just talking about spanking. Think of broad spectrum. The verse, well, not verse, the passage I want to go to is in Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to read for a little bit. There's a big chunk here, but I think it's great. And there, there's a lot of good context. You can't ever have too much scripture. And I'll read through it pretty quickly. Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 5. We'll go through uh, verse 10 or 11. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up. When he corrects you, for the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means you're illegitimate, and not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the Father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how, but God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in His holiness no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. Ain't that the truth? It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest 
of right living for those who are trained up in this way. Okay, so that's, that's a good chunk of scripture. God disciplines us. He's a perfect father. As earthly fathers, we need to discipline our children. I don't think I need to make a big case there, but there are people out there who don't discipline their kids. And you can tell when you interact with the kids. They're spoiled brats. And I don't say this out of condemnation, but if you don't discipline your kids, they grow up to have horrible lives. And you probably have a horrible parenting experience if you don't discipline your kids. So discipline is good. It's, again, refer back to the earlier podcast on obedience. But discipline and obedience should go hand in hand. This is going to create a happy family, well-behaved children, and respectable children. It's going to set them up for success in life. So the question is, how do we discipline our children? So I'm going to give you some things to do and then some things not to do. But discipline your kids. In general, I mean, the scripture just said discipline isn't meant to be enjoyable. It's kind of painful when it's happening in that moment. It's, it's uncomfortable, right? That's, that's the part of it. Our, our children need to learn that there are consequences to our decisions, so we, we need to teach our kids this. And if we teach them when they're little, with little things, they'll grow to understand it with big things as they become older, more mature, more responsible. So uh, what, are some, what are some ideas? First of all, and, and let me say this too. Make sure the punishment fits a crime. Okay, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to kill a fly with a hammer. Make sure it fits. And I'm just going to throw out a couple ideas that either I've used or I've heard people use. Um, I will put out a disclaimer. If any of these are against the law or whatever, defer to your local law. I don't think any of these are. But some parenting experts have got in trouble in the past for people taking their ideas too far. So if you're not sure, consult uh, a, a local law enforcement expert or, or a, a legal uh, lawyer or something, someone who understands your, your local laws. But here's some ideas. Um, this, this is one when your kids are old enough to not be riding in car seats. But man, I, this one was so effective for me and my kids. But a good consequence for bad behavior was taking away the privilege to ride in the front seat in the car to ride shotgun. The first time I did this, it was actually my kids were arguing about riding shotgun. And I said, all right, for the next week, neither one of you riding in the front seat, you're both riding in the back. That was pretty effective. They came back. They were good for a long time. Uh, One of my kids, I'm not going to say which one, started getting a little wiry about it, riding in that front seat, became a little aggressive with it. My discipline was, hey, you're not riding in the front seat for the next month. And I only have two kids. And so that was like, that was a big deal. So to take away the front seat car privilege is one. Um, Of course, there's a classic timeout. This one's really good. If you have little kids, timeout is great. Hey, you got to sit on this stool. You need to sit in the corner. But again, make sure it's not only appropriate for 
you know, the, the punishment meets a crime, but also make sure it's age appropriate. Little kids don't have much attention span. So sitting them in timeout for 30 seconds or a minute is plenty because there was a consequence. You know, they bit someone or threw the toy or, you know, yelled and screamed, whatever it was, not a big thing. Make sure the punishment's not a big thing. Sit in, in the corner for 30 seconds, set your phone for 30 seconds, it rings, you know, you address them, you talk them through it, then you let them go back on their way. Timeout was great. Another one is putting their toys in timeout, especially if they, if they have some type of doll or stuffed animal that they've, you know, kind of personalized and have interactions with, you know, they talk to their Barbies or, the, you know, their little stuffed bears, like, you know, they, they treat it like a person. When you put that in timeout, really effective as well. Um, here's, here's two of them that I've used in the car. Kids are acting up in the car. They're just behaving. If, first of all, if they're doing something with their hands, hitting their siblings or whatever, just make them sit on their hands. Hey, sit on your hands until we get back to the house. It's not physical damage. It is discomforting. discomforting. And it, it's that immediate, like, hey, you're doing something bad with your hands, so you're going to sit on, on your hands. The, the other one, which is just kind of funny, and... Uh, this is this is where you can be serious and have a discipline, but then also start to laugh at, at it at it you know a little bit. Is tell them, hey, lift up your hands and touch the touch the ceiling in the car, and I want you to keep your fingers on the ceiling until I say to let it go. And they're going to do that, and that's hard to do. It's hard to raise your hands for a long time, and they're going to start whining or low. Hey, put your hands back up there. You know, don't don't be the you know discipline Nazi guy, but have fun with it. My shoulders burn. Well, you should have thought of that when you were, you know, doing doing whatever bad behavior you were doing. Uh, you know, let them whine a little bit, and this, you know, I think if you can laugh at them, are you going to do it again? No, I won't do it again. Okay, you can put your hands down. You know, you again, you don't have to overdo it, but that that is a, uh, gosh, it's a miserable thing to have to do, but it's kind of funny. So that's a good one. Um, if your kids are older, my kids are in this phase right now where they have cell phones. If you take away a cell phone, holy cow, it's like the world has come to an end. Very effective. Now, we don't discipline just for the sake of behavior modification, but I will tell you, kids will modify their behavior very quickly to get a cell phone back. So taking away their phone putting time limits on their phone. And there's some parenting just in there. We could do a whole podcast on cell phone policy with, with kids and teenagers. And, oh, and then here, here's a really good, these last two are going to be more conceptual, but sometimes, uh, sometimes you just got to turn the car around. And I've only, had, I've only had to do this a couple times. I was only willing to do it a couple times. Don't give false threats. But man, we were, I'm trying to remember what restaurant we were going to. I want to say it was, oh, what, it may have been a Mexican restaurant. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. We were going to a restaurant. And, and for, for my family, going out to eat is kind of a, a, a treat. It's a big deal. I am very intentional on family meals. You'll hear about that in the future. 
going out to eat is more expensive than cooking at home. So we were going to a restaurant, but the kids were acting up. And we were going to go do a little treat thing. It was a privilege. I turned the car around. I said, you know what? I don't like your either one of your behaviors. We're turning the car around. We're not going to eat there tonight. We're going to find something at home to eat. You know, leftovers or the ramen noodles in the in the pantry, whatever it was. It wasn't going to be as good as the restaurant food. And that hurt. When the whole family feels a pain, that discipline goes deep. And here's the deal. Sometimes you have to be willing to take one for your kids, as in you want to eat at the Mexican restaurant, but you know as a parent the best thing you can do is to take that away, to literally turn it around in the moment. We were going there. Now we're not going there. This is a result of your actions. That becomes real. Everyone feels it. And what a, what a great lesson to teach our kids, that your individual actions can have an impact on a greater community, whether it's a family, whether it's a group setting, a classroom, maybe it's, and, and we see people, they haven't learned this because this, this is true in the corporate life, in our work life. I know every single one of you can think of a new policy that they put in place because one person didn't act appropriately. And now everyone on the team, everyone a part of the company has to pay the price because of that one person. That's real. That's why this idea of letting the entire family feel the weight of the consequence, especially if a bunch of kids are involved, you know, you, you don't want to create a targeting situation. But again, both of my kids were fighting. I only have the two. Man, I turned the car around. I wanted the Mexican food just as bad as they did, probably more. So it hurt me just as much as it hurt them. But that, that sinks deep into the heart. The last one I want to talk about when it comes to discipline ideas is I do want to address spanking. Whether or not you decide to spank, that needs to be a conversation with you and your wife if you are married. Um, it's a sensitive topic. It's a sensitive subject. I get that. At the same time, I think there is a place for an appropriate way to spank. You, you never want to be damaging. Um, this typically is a little more effective for younger children. So it could be a window. Not too young, but not too old. There are books written on how to spank appropriately. And again, it, it doesn't even need to draw tears. But this idea that there's an immediate consequence, it can be a good thing if applied properly. Seek a professional if you're not sure how to do that or you want to learn more. But it's at least worth a conversation. So those are some discipline ideas to do. I also want to address some things not to do. Okay, some, sometimes we, we don't talk about things we shouldn't do. And <laughs> some of these are, again, we're going to talk specifics and conceptual. But the, on a conceptual level, some things not to do are common discipline practices that are actually counterproductive. And so you really need to think through not only how you discipline, but how you don't discipline. 
because we don't want to be counterproductive. We don't want to damage or scar our children. That's why the whole spank, spanking thing is really sensitive because you can spank in a wrong way and it's not cool. You can damage your kids physically, emotionally, spiritually. We don't want to go there. So what are some things we should not do when it comes to discipline? Just in general, don't apply discipline if you're not in control of yourself emotionally. If you're too upset, just wait. Discipline can come later, but a lot of times we try to mix discipline with emotions. Bad things happen. Okay, so that, that's, a, again, a concept. Cool down, especially if you have a temper. Dad, just calm down. Go for a walk. One, your, your cooling down period is going to be a discipline for the kid. It's going to freak him out. It's like, oh, gosh. You know, it's like, did you ever do something bad at home when your mom was there and she said, Yo, you go to your room and wait till your dad gets home and that waiting period was like more torturous than the actual discipline? That's the cooling off period if you have a temper dad or if you're, if you're just too hot emotionally. Cool down, go for a walk, come back, address it when you're cool. Now, some other things. Don't degrade your children. Don't if you're disciplining with your words, you, sometimes you got to lecture them. Don't degrade, don't belittle, don't insult your children, especially if if you're disciplining them. Because what that is, it's tearing down their identity. You don't want to attack their identity. You want to address their behavior. Those are two different things. We hear it said all the time, uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. It's like, love the child, don't approve of the behavior, but you don't, wanna, you don't want to mix up those two things. And if you yell, belittle, degrade, insult your, your child, it, they can take that on personally. And instead of them seeing that as, a, as you addressing their behavior, you'll see that as addressing them. So don't degrade, belittle, or insult. Uh, and I just said this, don't yell. Do not yell. If, if you are feeling like you can't communicate without yelling, you're too emotionally hot, don't yell at your kids. Okay, it's not respectable. It's not appropriate. It's not how you want to be treated. It's not how you want to, In fact, I think really you shouldn't yell at someone in anger ever unless, unless you, you have to fight them or something, unless it's like self-defense situation, which isn't discipline. That's like survival. So don't yell at people. Okay, what are some other things we shouldn't do? Don't break stuff. Even if you're going to take it away, don't break it. If you need to throw it away, throw it away. Don't break it. Breaking it, if you start breaking stuff, that becomes a little violent, not cool. A little too emotional, a little too violent. What I would even suggest is better than throwing it away. If for some reason a child permanently loses access to a toy or whatever that the item is, take it to the local thrift store and donate it. Show that it has value, but they've, they've lost access to it, and you'll actually do something good with it. Someone else will get to enjoy the toy or, or whatever the thing is. It's okay for people, you know, for kids to lose access to their toys or, or possessions permanently. Again, I see there's appropriateness, but 
Um, I've, I've seen and heard of parents, you know, they'll, they'll get upset and they'll break the thing. And that shows a lack of respect. I think it shows a lack of self-control. And that's not how, that's not how you want to behave as a parent. Okay. So don't break stuff. Here's another one. I addressed this in an earlier podcast, but in my own failure, but don't give kids a taste of their own medicine. So if little brother bites little sister, don't let little sister bite him back. Parents don't bite him back. I, I know some people say to do that, give them a taste of their own medicine. No. Um, you know, I, I kind of touched on spanking. It's part, part of the, where spanking breaks down is if someone hits and you, you know, you spank them, you say you're teaching them not to hit by hitting them that philosophically that doesn't work logically that doesn't work. But even bigger picture, giving them a taste of their own medicine. Um, I gave an example of like wrestling. I gave, I gave an example of, you know, my, my son can be very uh, persuasive. He needs to go into debate, but I mean, he'll just argue and challenge people a lot. He was doing that to my daughter. And so I started giving him a taste of his own medicine out debating him using words against him. And I was being hypocritical, right? Even though I was giving him a taste of his own medicine. One, I think I was being, I was acting in a disrespectful way. So I wasn't deserving of respect. I wasn't giving my son respect, but also I wasn't really teaching him that he shouldn't be doing that. I was, you know, when you give someone a taste of their own medicine, it's like you're teaching them, Hey, you're not doing this bad behavior well enough. You need to do it stronger and harder like me. That's not what, that's not the lesson we want to, we want to send, right? That's the exact opposite. So if you find yourself tempted to give that child a taste of their own medicine, don't do it. It's that's bad parenting. Okay, don't do it. Here and here's here's the last one on the do not do list. I would say is don't discipline with religion. So what what do I mean when I say that? There's a couple different ways this looks, but we want to raise our kids up in the way that they should go. Right? We want them to have a godly foundation so that when they have their prodigal son moment and they run away, they'll have a, a foundation to come back to. Don't discipline with religion. What does that look like? Don't ground them from church. Okay, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. As a youth pastor, I heard so many parents tell me, you know, oh, my kid's not there, grounded enough from church. Why would you ground your kid from church? That, that makes no sense. I mean, I get that they love it. These were kind of the church rat kids that love coming to church, and so they got in trouble, so they're going to take away something that they really love. But, okay, not church. Pick something else. In the, in the same vein, if your kids don't like church and they get in trouble, don't make them go to church for punishment. What's, what's that teaching? It's teaching that church, faith, religion is a punishment for doing bad stuff. And that's not what, that is not what we want to teach our kids. Don't, don't teach your kids, hey, you got in trouble, now you're going to read your Bible. No, 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 no. It's okay if you quote scripture to them, if you're reinforcing why you're parenting them, that's okay. 
but don't make scripture reading, devotions, watching a Christian show or something, don't make that be a form of discipline or punishment because you're reinforcing you're teaching the wrong things. Like the, like it's, it's punishing to follow Jesus. And it's not that at all. So don't do that. I, I, and I, I understand why parents would do that, but don't do it, okay? Don't do it. That's teaching the wrong thing. Have them, have them go to church. Have them read their Bible. Have them watch the... Bible project video or the, you know, right now media thing, whatever, the Christian film, but don't have it be their punishment. Okay, so let's let's just recap. Our Heavenly Father disciplines us. It's not pleasant, but He does it because He loves us. Earthly fathers, we need to discipline our children. We need to do it out of love because we care for them. It hurts us sometimes. And, and I say hurts emotionally. It, we don't like to discipline our kids, but don't spoil them. Discipline your children. They will thank you for it when they grow old. Let it be appropriate. Let it be done out of love. I gave you some ideas on things to do. I gave you some ideas on things not to do. If you have questions, talk to your pastor. Shoot me a line, comment, email, question. But let's do this together. May we have children who are obedient and disciplined in the Lord. May God bless your patriarchal journey.